And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is a Tuesday afternoon and wanted to spend a few minutes with you here today and uh, share with you some of the things that I learned from my call yesterday uh, with the, um, the marketing coach that I had told you about. So had that call yesterday. Well, firstly, I hope you're having a good day. And today's hot. I got up really early, went to... Um, uh, went out this morning and um, and uh, had a uh, had basically did a, a men's a small men's prayer uh, which was cool um, and that was cool and so it was hot though super hot or excuse me it is hot and um, it's gonna get hotter so today we're actually gonna go to the office and uh, get some much needed AC. I don't know. I know I mentioned this a couple podcasts ago, but our house doesn't have air conditioning, which is crazy considering what this place costs. Um, but it, you know, we're out in Southern California, and we're we're in a beach town, but we're not like at the beach, right? We're like we're in a coastal town, but we're like five or six miles in from the beach. And um, some people told me we're I don't know we're we're between five and nine miles in from the beach. I don't know exactly how you calculate that precisely but if you just do a straight shot uh it's somewhere around there right so it's like a three degree difference from the water to us like three degrees so the water in california is the coldest part and then as you get further and further in it gets hotter and hotter so we're in a coastal town we picked a coastal town because of the very temperate temperature um very rarely goes goes below 60 degrees very rarely goes above 80 degrees well it's been like 85 86 for multiple days in a row now and i know that doesn't sound hot to some of you and to previous zach it wouldn't have sounded hot because i grew up in chicago the midwest and it gets scorching hot but the sun here is more potent than chicago so when the sun's out it's like you're, you're frying and uh and anyway we just had a bit of a heat wave so so when this house was built this is like a i don't know maybe 30 year old house maybe but it's been remodeled and stuff so the whole thing is remodeled um Except for one bathroom. They literally didn't remodel one bathroom. But everything else is fully brand new, which is hilarious. Anyway, so it's like, you know, a super remodel or super remodeled. It's very beautiful. But when the guy remodeled it, he didn't put air conditioning in it, even though it never, it never came with it. So, like, I guess a lot of houses 
on the coast don't have air conditioning because you don't really ever need it, right? It's always very nice. Well, we're in a quote-unquote heat wave right now, and I'm kind of not so happy that there's not air conditioning in this house, which I just still can't wrap my head around how you can spend hundreds of thousands, I estimate, remodeling a house and not spend like 12 grand on an air conditioning unit. Um, and he literally told us like right before we were signing the lease, like, oh yeah, but there's no, there's no AC. And then, but it was like, you know, I was, I didn't live here before. So I thought it was totally normal. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, of course there's no AC. Like, duh. Right. Um, and you know, for the past three months we've been here, we haven't needed it truthfully, but would, didn't even care. Never even thought about it. Um, but the past few days I have definitely thought about it. <laughs> so thankfully we have an office, uh, about 10, 15 minutes away, depending on the traffic. And, uh, that office obviously has air conditioning. So we're going to go there today to seek refuge. And, uh, yeah, but anyway, I wanted to share a few, um, uh, lessons from my call yesterday with this marketing coach. And I don't want to use his name just cause I don't, I don't, I just don't know if I should yet. Um, but maybe at some point I will tell you, but he, if you're, if you've been in the online marketing space at all, you know who he is. Okay. So he's, uh, he's got a very well-respected and well-known name in the online marketing slash direct response marketing world. Um, so really, really respect this person. Um, and, uh, he has a great pulse on what we do. And, um, and it was really cool. Uh, you know, so we had a conversation and we, and there was four of us on the call. So there's me and Ashley and, and this guy, and then there's two other dudes that own businesses. So there's like five total people before like kind of entities, if you will. And so uh, it was a two hour long thing, uh, went out like when it was like an hour and a half once, uh, just, we got done a little early. Um, and so we all got to basically bring whatever we wanted to, to the table and talk through it. And, you know, the other guys, if they wanted to chime in, they could, um, and that kind of a thing. So, uh, the, we heard there's two, well, there's a few things. The first one is, um, is, is getting a little bit more, well, there's, there's actually three things. So the first one was that who we like, what some of our copy was attracting, he thought was not maybe who we truly wanted. So we want a very, very high quality person. Right. And so we've, we've wrapped our marketing around that philosophy of wanting a very high quality person and our all of not i should say the vast majority of our sales pitches have that approach right they 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 tell people like this is not going to be this cakewalk in the park it's going to take work it's going to take effort um you have to you know the skill set is the only thing that matters you know you're not going to get rich quick like that's our positioning so that attracts a very high quality person but we get less people right but we get a lot of high quality ones but there is a few things that I built like years ago that have more sensationalized headlines and copy and stuff. Um, and it's funny because sometimes you're so into your own forest, you forget to take a look at the freaking forest. Um, and so like literally I pulled up one of my landing pages and he's like, he immediately picked out like a headline and this other headline from a different part of the page that were kind of like too sensational. He's like, I think you're probably pulling out a low quality person here. And I'm looking, I'm like, holy crap, you're right. And it's just like, you know, it, I, I wrote that stuff two years ago um, and it's worked so good that I just kind of like never gave it another thought. I mean, didn't even split it against anything. And so that was really, really good to like, you know, have another set of eyes, look at some of our copy 
and just you know the the bulk of it is good but a couple of the headlines at the very top were probably too sensational and i'm like man that's good stuff <laughs> um so it's great to have another set of eyes on your stuff uh the second thing was um was having a uh you know right now we kind of do a couple things right um so we are really you know well we we don't do a couple things. We really do one thing, but it's it is a bro- it's somewhat broad, which is you know is what it is. So our kind of promise is automating the recruiting process, right? That is our main thing. Like that is what we do: an automated recruiting system. Well, as we've gone further and further and further into business and doing the Rebels program, the different Rebels programs. You know, having a non-automated system is very valuable for a multitude of reasons. I won't get into them right now, but having what we call leveraged system, something that automates the basically lead generation process and high quality leads, like really high quality applicants. Something that ha- automates that process is has a lot of value. So now we kind of have this leveraged world and then we also have this automated world and we do both of them. And the way that we do it is we kind of stair-step people into it. So we start with the leveraged system, we put you into the automated system later type of thing. And he was advocating that you basically just focus on one, like don't even have the other, um, which is interesting because we used to only have the automated stuff, but it was good to have a stair step into it because the automated stuff is so robust. It takes months or even a year or two to even have something that moderately works, even under the tutelage of someone who knows what's up. So the leverage system has been a stair step into it. And he was kind of advocating that, you know, dropping anything that is not under one banner. So, like, you only do leveraged stuff, right? You only do automated stuff. Um, and then kind of focusing on what does the brand stand for? Um, because right now it looks like it might stand for two things or three things. And it's really interesting that he brought that up because we obviously started everything with, you know, one major focus. And while I still believe there's one major focus and that everything else is a stair step unto that focus, I can see where he's seeing as well. And if he's seeing that, that means our customers might be seeing that not obviously with his, his level, his level of poise lens or experience, but they just might, they might be feeling it whereas he sees it. So it's another interesting thing. So just, uh, you know, we're, we're going to take a look at things and make sure that we're extremely focused in our messaging um, and the third thing is our price points. He is now the second very, very high level coach that has told us we charge too little. Um, so the first coach, this was a year ago, they, she looked at our programs and she said, there's people that do what you do in other industries, basically provide the same deliverables in other industries that charge between 10 and 15,000 for your program that cost, um, between two and 3,000, depending on what you're selling. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, I know that you lose a lot of people if you jump all the way up to 10 to 15 grand, but at the same time, you, you know, it's a lot of times the offset is, is in your favor. So like I might lose 30% of my customers, but I'm going to make, you know, but I, but I still get, I still keep 70% of them or even fit, let's say it's 50, 50, I lose 50%, but I still keep 50 well, if I it was charging three, but now I'm charging 15, I lost 50. So, okay, so I lost a $3,000 sale, but I made a $15,000 sale. So I made 
I made, well, 15 over six. So I made nine grand more. Well, clearly the math worked, right? So that's what she told me. Now, this is my personal approach on stuff like that. I don't, at this moment in life, maybe I maybe I could be convinced, but at this point in life, I don't like charging that much money for something like that. You know, maybe if, you know, if I was like building it for someone, you know, I don't mind charging someone six figures, you know, because I know it, you know, I know what we can do and we're in control of the process. But if it's like a self-guided thing where it's kind of like a coaching program and we're charging or like a quasi coaching program, like a self-guided thing with like, you know, a few strategy sessions and it's 15 grand. I still know that, you know, like, like they're in, they're in control, like 99.99999% they're in control. And they, you know, most people are not going to get a result, right? Uh, we all know that, right? Most people that buy stuff, they don't do anything with it. So, so if that's the case, like 15 grand for most people is crippling level money, you know, like, like, you know, if you're, it depends on what your age and depends on where you're at in life financially, but that could cripple someone that could really hurt someone. Like most people in the average world can only take so many $15,000 swings. And I just don't necessarily know if I feel good about if someone doesn't make it with our programs, you know, and again, I, I know that in anything that they do, whether it's our program, that's the best thing on the planet. I believe that, or it's someone else's who's not like their success rate is still in the single digit percentage. Right. Um, and it's, and it's because it's all on them and most people quit. So if I know that most likely most people are going to quit, like even if we had this a staggering success rate of 20%, which would be staggering, right? A staggeringly high. That means 80% of people wouldn't. I don't think I could do it, right? Like I don't think I could literally do that. So that was a year ago. Now this gentleman told me, Minimally, our two thousand and our three thousand dollar program should be five grand, and that's a number I'm more comfortable with. That's not crippling level money. That is, that would be for most people a, you know, bad punch in the arm. You know, like if someone spent it, they didn't do anything with it. Like it'd be like a bad punch in the arm. Um, but that's probably it. You know, it'd be like oh, ow, they really, really hurt, right? But it's not going to be the thing like ruin their financial world, especially if they're younger. Right. If they're younger, they can totally recover from it. Even if they're older, like, you know, like if, if five grand hurt an older person's retirement, they weren't going to retire anyway. You know, like five grand is not going to devastate something. Um, but it's just interesting that he said that now, you know, I, I believe him. I just am not fully there yet. Like I believe that our programs are worth way more than what we off we offer them for. Um, I just am not totally aligned yet with having that upcharge. So we're going to take a look at things. We have a lot of projects. And as you know, we have the lead wheel project on our plate. We have projects on our plate. I don't have time right now to like up our pricing and, and all that stuff. Um, because you have to, you know, I've got to up the price. I've got to train people on the sales. I've got to do all these different things. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't have the bandwidth to change the price at this moment. But this is now the second really high-level coach that's told us this. And, you know, tell me once, I don't do it. I'm a, you know, you could call it whatever. Call it, tell me twice, I don't do it. Eh, might be stupid. Tell me three times, I'm really a moron if I don't at least test it. This is now twice. So I think we're probably going to test this at some point real, real, real soon here. 
the thing is when you, if you up the pricing like that means we up the price like we we <laughs> like we're upping it right so uh so that could be coming as a test um and just kind of see what happens right um and if it sticks which you know both of them have incredible backgrounds it will probably stick so i guess it's almost a surefire surefire win um so yeah those are the three main things um so I'm going to be looking at the. I would imagine the price point thing is probably what we test next after the after the lead wheel is is out and uh, and rolling. He also gave us a huge huge um, warning on the lead wheel. Um, he said, you know, you could, you know, number one, you get yourself in in trouble with people if you know if the lead wheel doesn't perform, which is true. That's been my fear from the very moment it outset is like not not it not performing right. Um, and then like people getting pissed, and so we have like huge disclaimers everywhere like. Hey, that like we're not responsible for the performance of this thing. Like we're going to do our best just like we do with our own stuff. But like, this is no guarantee of any kind. And we're making everyone sign contracts and all these different things. Um, you know, and so he gave a warning on that just to be very careful to tread carefully. Um, and so we already were treading carefully, but now we're even being more careful. So if you're listening to this and uh, just so you know, if the lead wheel becomes a pain for us to run or we attract low quality people with it, we will be canceling it <laughs> because I'm not going to, I'm not going to sabotage anyone in our business's mental sanity for basically doing for someone what they could do for themselves by just following the program. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's what we learned. Uh, pretty cool. It's really great to have someone look at your business. Um, literally after I got off the phone, with him, I did a coaching call where I was the coach, and I, I think it was probably one of the more valuable coaching calls I've ever done, um, because because I was just like I was fresh from him, and I was poured into, and so I was able to use use some more precision with the next person, which is nice. So if you don't have a coach, you know, get one, um, and uh, yeah, that's the that's the end. So anyway, I wanted to share with you some of the things that I learned, what I'm thinking about. Um, hopefully you found value in that. Uh, we paid a lot of money for that phone conversation. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully you can take this podcast for free and, uh, and get some value out of it. Um, and we'll be having more conversations with this guy. So anyway, that being said, if you found value, do me a favor, leave a review and a rating. Uh, that could be your payment. You know, you don't have to spend multiple, what was that? Five, it was five figures. So you don't have to spend five figures you can just leave a review and a rating and that could be your payment. So anyway, appreciate you guys and love you all. Thanks for your time today. And we'll talk to you soon.
Thank <laughs> you.